Hello, and welcome to the Alt Left. Welcome back, everyone, to the Alt Left. This is episode 105. Uh, it's just going to be myself, Chris, and Drew today. Hello, comrades of all stripes. And uh, we are here to um, discuss. There's some good action going on in the world. I'm not really sure. Something something's happening in France. Something about uh, something about macaroon cookies and garbage. I'm not sure. Drew, what's going on with this this bakery situation? I don't know. It just seems like a pretty typical day in Paris to me. <laughs> Actually, yeah, that's what's pretty cool about it. Uh, Emmanuel Macron for the last, I think it, we're going on seven years now, he's tried to raise the pension age for uh, French retirees, and uh, he's finally rammed it through just by completely circumventing their National Assembly. And the French people, being the way they are, have all taken to the streets to disagree with that. Which being not even uniquely French, like... I think that gets swept under in a lot of news stories I keep reading. It's like, oh, he tried this thing and whatever. But it's like what he really did, if you think about it, was he completely subverted any sense of democracy, right? Like he wanted this done. And the French are really proud of this, right? The French have a retirement age of 62. What they call pension is kind of what we would call social security, right? Same thing. It's a retirement pension. It is a social safety net for retirement. And the thing is, the French love that shit. And why wouldn't you? Because at 62, you can retire and pursue whatever passion you want. You can still contribute to society. There's actually a lot of French people who go into like child daycare for the younger working class and that kind of thing. Become teachers, become whatever, retire and hang out and go fishing, like do whatever you want. But the French have worked hard to build a society that gives them nationalized health care and gives them an early retirement age. And that's one of the cool things about France is you can do anything, is you can be a blue collar worker and not go to school, not learn a trade, and still have a retirement and not starve to death when you retire at an age where you're young enough to actually enjoy it. You don't have to wait till you're 80 and you're about to die to stop working. You can actually stop working while you still have years to travel or do whatever you want. Like The point is their system allows them to be a free and, fun and, and good society that's enriching to people's lives in the second half. And the French are really proud of this. And what Macron has done is not only has it been unpopular – it's that it wouldn't pass. And so what he did was he used an archaic rule to actually complete, like Drew said, circumvent parliament altogether. So there was literally no republic vote on this. This was a dictatorial move by the French president that the prime minister teamed up with him to do. Yeah. And to be fair, it is written in their constitution that that can happen. And it's also written that if that proviso is activated, an immediate vote of no confidence is also issued. And that did happen, and it actually only passed by nine votes. And it passed became, twice. It really blows me away. Uh, the first, uh, the first one was uh, actually an alliance of all the leftist uh, parties and the very few far right parties were there, and there was a few crossovers from Macron's. Uh, Macron doesn't have a clear majority in the National Assembly, so he actually had to make an alliance with one of the other parties. And he had uh, 19 of them also crossed over to vote against this. Yeah. So he actually only barely survived the first vote of no confidence. And the second one was really more for show from Marine Le Pen. And everybody knew that one was going to fail. Yeah. And fuck Marine Le Pen. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, no, it, it, it's crazy that he's done this. And, and if you don't keep tabs on the French... Here in the U.S., we have this negative view of the French as wusses and, and surrender monkeys and blah, 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 blah. But 
in all honesty, very few people fight harder for the rights of the workers than the French do. Uh, they give no fucks and they have class solidarity. In fact, like they're no, they're the ones who are known for, I mean, like God, the protests they had last year, uh, the firefighters uh, self-emulated and, you know, lit themselves on fire in their fire suppression outfits and charged the cops on behalf of the protesters. Yeah, and actually something that a lot of people don't know is the French labor unions are actually effectively a fourth branch of the government. They don't actually have legislative power, but nothing can pass without their approval. Yeah, which is fucking awesome. Yeah, and another one, like, uh, I mean, the French will protest about just about anything that goes against their hard-won labor rights. Like, a few years ago, there was a laws to try and circumvent or get rid of their 35-hour work week. They struck on that. A couple of years ago, they were trying to phase out the uh, two-hour lunch. As the, friend, the French actually love lunch. Lunch is their big thing. It's bigger than uh, dinner. It's bigger than a night out. Lunch is their time that they go out and socialize and just otherwise relax. Uh, and so the Italy. average French is the same way. They actually have a long lunch break where they do the same thing, where Italians actually will often go home, eat a long lunch, and take a nap, and then go back to work. Yeah. And I mean, it's a long part of French tradition. And there was a couple of companies that tried to get rid of it. And the French struck over it. Well, they will strike over everything. And it's beautiful to see. Yeah, as they should. And that's that's what I find funny is, you know, I was uh, I, I was having a conversation actually today with with my mother about it. And she was like, well, I just don't really get it because 62. I mean, God, I'm I'm over 70 and I'm still working. And I was like, yeah, but wouldn't it be great if you didn't have to? Like, you know, I mean, I, 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 I Louis C.K. is not a good dude, but he once made a show and there was a quote from it that I was like when his character was talking to his daughter and he said, and she was talking about something wasn't fair that somebody else had something. And he said, the only time you should ever look in your neighbor's bowl is to make sure they have enough. And I like that. And and to for anybody who thinks the French are being pussies about this or they're crying or they're being spoiled. No, no, they have fought for their labor rights. And they deserve them. Everyone should be able to retire at 62. Don't care that you're getting not getting something the French are getting. You should be asking yourself, why don't we have that here? Why don't I have the right to retire while I'm still young? Yeah, And it's not even that uh, the retirement age was raised to 64. Because you can make the argument that, yes, maybe it does need to go up. People are living longer and there needs to be more of the job market. You can make that argument. I don't agree with it, but you can make it. But the other part of it, the part that's really pissed off the French, is that the in addition to raising the retirement age there's also a uh, writer that says you have to have worked for 43 years in order to receive your full pension so effectively it's actually been uh, being risen 5 years so most people are not going to be able to retire until 67 to get their full pension correct and it also impacts women disproportionately who take years off for child rearing yeah absolutely i mean it's not good any way you look at it, and the French are right to point it out, and they're right to be pissed off about it. And and pissed they are. So, I mean, uh, last night, Bordeaux City Hall was set on fire. <laughs> Which, I don't know if you've seen that, but that's amazing. Um, they burned the, 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 t- the City Hall doors down. Uh, it's great. Uh, but yeah, there's been arson, there's been strikes and property damage. Police have obviously been making arrests, which isn't great. The thing I love is that the garbage collectors have the garbage, the, the, the sanitation union has also been on strike and has refused to do any sanitation work in Paris. So the entire city of Paris is under a sea of trash right now. It's been what, two weeks? 
Uh, something like that. They started actually striking in anticipation of uh, the bill being yeah. passed. And now these uh, strikers in the city and the protesters are actually lighting the garbage on fire to further impede the police. Yeah. And it's, and it's a wonderful thing to see. The, the, in, the French have just a beautiful history of this kind of constant state of revolution and this unwillingness to take any shit and unwillingness to take austerity measures. And I just wish we could have that energy here because we just don't. Uh, we'll talk in a little bit about the uh, L.A. Union strike that went on, which is pretty great. That, that just doesn't exist here. And it's hard to, especially like, I mean, forces have been at play for a very long time, uh, whether we have right to work states um, and all, you know, all kinds of anti-union things have been allowed to play here in France. Anti-union billionaires are not allowed to lobby the government to destroy unions. That's not allowed to happen. Whereas you can here, we can see the effects of this targeted lobbying, which is bribery. It's all it is in the United States is completely legal, right? Private entities can donate as much as they want. The Supreme court decided and citizens United that there is no cap to this because that would technically be a cap on free speech, which we all know is absolute horseshit. Um, but that is the law now. And we can see it happening right now. We, we, we're an unprecedented state of mergers in this nation. Um, monopolies have run wild. There is a handful of large corporations that own almost everything in the nation. And we are seeing that tank all of our prices. It's causing inflation. Um, that's the real issue going on with the dollar dropping. And right now, everyone's been seeing in the news these these, these TikTok hearings in the Senate. Mark Zuckerberg and Meta and Facebook have literally lobbied this into existence. This this need to and, and again, Trump did this as well, but it was different. With Trump, it was it was xenophobic. It was jingoistic. This is now a conceded business effort because TikTok is a competition for Facebook, Instagram, right? Facebook, uh, TikTok is, is the number one app and the people who are using Instagram and Facebook are getting older and older. And TikTok has the younger audience, which is a audience that will stick around longer, an audience more susceptible to marketing. It's a good audience to have and they fucking want it. And the problem is no one under 50 wants to be on Facebook. So what do you do? You have to play unfair. And now they're, oh, it's a, it's a tool of the Chinese government. And, and the irony is that, of course, Facebook will happily sell your data to the Chinese government if asked. Well, yeah, but Mark Zuckerberg is white, so that's okay. Exactly. My God, what, what my favorite was that um, uh, when the, uh, what's his name? The CEO of TikTok was up there. They had, and they were talking about him being Chinese. And he's like, I'm not Chinese, actually. I'm I'm from, is he from Singapore? Yeah, he's from Singapore. Yeah, he's like, from, I was born in Singapore and I'm married to an American. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. And there was another one where he was being questioned. He wasn't really getting, given a chance to answer. He kept on well, the congressman. I forget which one it is. It doesn't really matter. The I reclaim my time. Yeah, they're all interchangeable. And they're like, is uh, China spying on us? Yes or no? Answer the question. Yes or no? Is it, oh, are they spying on us? And it's like, give me a chance to answer. And I'm happy to do so. But they weren't given a chance because it's all grandstanding and showboating for their donor class. Yes, it is all to make scared white America afraid of TikTok. It is, it is, they are there just to appease the boomers who don't understand. Like, why is it on my Wi-Fi? And what is my Wi-Fi? Yeah, I love that he had to explain how Wi-Fi works on a phone. I mean, even Zuckerberg went through this when they were when they were doing the Instagram stuff. We're like, what do you think? Of, are you going to put an end to Finsta? Remember that one? That was fucking hilarious. <laughs> We're watching dinosaurs who don't understand what they're what they're rallying against, um, and that's the power of lobbying. 
that is the power of large corporations getting what they want. That is the, the fruits of this. And what you have when they don't get their way and you have a strong working class and a strong union presence is what you have in France, where the second the government plans to do anything shitty to the people, there is hell to pay. And that is how you have a free society. Yeah, and it's worth noting that the French consider themselves to be on the fifth version of the Republic, and that's since they're the Napoleonic Revolutions. Yeah. This is the fifth iteration of their government. It's the fifth iteration of a constitution. It's the fifth iteration of getting rid of things that don't work. And we simply don't have that because we have an almost biblical reverence for our constitution and for the Bill of Rights and for our Declaration of Independence. Which were documents that were meant to be shredded. Yeah, absolutely. Jefferson said very specifically, he figured that the Constitution should be thrown out, you know, every generation or so, or 20 years, what have you, and rewritten to update itself to the times. Uh-huh. I mean, can you even imagine if we actually shredded our Constitution and rewrote it every 20 years? Of course, I don't know if that would be good or bad. Yeah, I'd be a little worried about it right now. Yeah, it would depend on... It would depend, but again, that that's, that's the failure of democracy, number one, <laughs> is that it is subject to whims. And to a majority mob rule. I mean, if it was being written right now, our Senate and House would be passing anti-trans laws in our Constitution. Yeah. Anyway, the point is, don't be like America. Be like France. Agreed. Definitely be more like France. So, but in good news to striking and labor. So you also might have seen in the news uh, something going on here in uh, my hometown of Los Angeles is that there was the the country's largest teachers union went on strike. It, it wasn't actually the teachers union. The teachers union struck in solidarity. This was the union of like yes. cafeteria workers and custodians and the bus drivers, the service and, people of and, the and teachers aides and special and special ed. Uh, yes, the, well. those as well. And the teachers, like I said, they struck in support of yes. the strike. But that's what's been catching headlines, right? The 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 fact that. That it's actually the SEIU local ninety nine, right? And that's the yeah, that's the teachers, aides, bus drivers, custodians, and support staff. They were going on strike, and no one cared. And then the LAUSD teachers union, again, it's the largest teachers union in the country, struck in solidarity with them for three days and completely shut down the largest school system in the country. And that is what captured a lot of headlines. And that's kind of the cool pull here, right? So, so what basically happened is you have the superintendent. It's his name is Albert Carvalho, and he makes uh, $440,000 a year. Okay, so this guy makes just under half a million dollars a year as superintendent on a four year contract. So he's going to get two million dollars for working just a couple years. Right. And he's so high paid because apparently he's got a track record of improving, you know, school achievement grades or whatever. But the thing is, the guy makes a fortune and he's done it and he's doing things through austerity measures. The teachers and not the teachers, but the SEIU, the local 99, the support staff have been operating without a contract for years. Right. And their pay has been insanely low. Uh, they had an average salary of about twenty five thousand dollars a year, which in some parts of the country doesn't sound so bad. But keep in mind, this is in Los Angeles, where average rent on a two bedroom apartment is about twenty five to three thousand dollars a month. That covers rent on a two-bedroom apartment and no groceries, no utilities, no car insurance, nothing, no food. You will have a roof and nothing else with that salary, right? So you're talking about a two-income household required to live in poverty. 
but that's okay. A lot of uh, places, including the school district, will give you uh, tips on how to take a second job and apply for government benefits. Yeah. How to have a side hustle and get food stamps, because that's get on that, employment. Get in that grind life, son. <laughs> So, um, so anyway, this jackass is based on I me, mean, he, and he's really screwed the pooch. He's made himself look absolutely terrible. Um, he was calling the strike a circus, and so of course, there's been pictures of him as a clown everywhere, um, and just didn't give a shit. He has let them go out the ears, and he's been using this thing. It was like legally, I can't drive the union into, ban- I can't drive the, the the county into bankruptcy. Man, there's no nothing about his salary or any of the the the, uh, the executive board member of the uh, LAUSD council. No, none of that is up for grabs. All that matters is that we pay aides nothing. So the teachers, which, of course, these aides, these are, again, bus drivers, custodians. Um, Again, I know someone who's part of this union who um, uh, is an assistant for deaf children. Poverty wages. She's worked for over 30 years in the district. Poverty fucking wages. And he refused to negotiate with anything real. He was giving them tiny pay increases and nothing of anything value. So they struck and the teachers struck with them. And because of the actual mayor of L.A., uh, her name's Karen Bash. She's actually new. She's she's another little another liberal victory here, a Democrat. So meh. But um, we had in Los Angeles this year, we actually had a billionaire try to buy the election. Yeah, who was not a Democrat because you have to be a Democrat to win in L.A. And he wasn't a Democrat until January of last year when he decided to run. Yeah, he was a billionaire Republican, and he spent, oh my God, he spent hundreds of million dollars on TV ads, bus ads, everything. He absolutely was Caruso, right? That's his name? Yeah. Yeah, and he tried to buy the election. No one bought into it, but he switched his political party from Republican to Democrat, and he he actually came close. It wasn't a landslide. But anyway, Karen Bass uh, is the actual uh, liberal Democrat who won the election, and she's actually been doing pretty good. And her track record so far, she's still new. But her track record's pretty good. So she actually stepped in and took over negotiations because he is so inept. And she sided with the unions. Um, it's actually funny. His uh, Carvello's um, statement was that he thanked her for her support and leadership in facilitating negotiations. Like You couldn't just tell. He fucking hates her. Yeah, that, that definitely sounds like a statement with a gun to your head. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And what they got was a lot, actually. The salary has gone. The average salary has now gone up from twenty five thousand to thirty three thousand. So it's a thirty percent pay increase, which is huge. A thirty percent pay increase, and they will get some retroactive pay uh, per person, depending on hours worked, between four and eight grand, uh, which isn't much, but it'll help. And then the big other takeaway is they're going to be guaranteed working hours, like seven hour working days. They're not going to be these tiny part time employees are going to qualify for all the benefits. They're going to get full time work. Um, It's actually going to be huge. Um, It's really, really good. And it's another victory of what happens when you actually have fucking solidarity among the working class, because they couldn't have done this had the teachers union not gotten involved. Right. Yeah, and uh, part of the reason why they struck for three days, and they did it in the middle of the week. It started on Tuesday, and it went through Thursday of uh, last week. And the reason why they did that in California is a school district will get extra money for the state for every week that they're open. So that's why there's a lot of uh, schools, when they start their school year, they start on a Wednesday because that's still technically a full week. So by doing it for these three days, they denied the school district a whole lot of money. And Mm -hmm. that was just for three days worth of not working. And it's a good threat because they were willing to do it. And if they didn't get it, the teach uh, LA teachers union has a great history of striking. Actually. Um, I don't know what, where he thought this was going to go. Um, it seemed everything was against him. 
He had the SEIU against him. Then he had the LA Teachers Union against him. Even the mayor didn't have his back. Everyone thinks he's a tool for making a fuck ton of money and keeping everyone else poor. I just don't know where he thought he was going to have a victory here. He probably thought, and there's a long history of this, in that if you just ignore their demands long enough, then people will either fall in line or if they do go on strike. Unfortunately, Americans have a very low tolerance for being inconvenienced in the slightest. So basically, it's you have to wait out to wait for public opinion to turn. I mean, we're not like the French. We're not. I've seen videos of uh, people just going out to dinner or going to coffee while the street is literally on fire 30 feet away from them. And they just, you know, it's just another day for them because they're showing solidarity, but they're still going to go about their lives. I mean, and they're not demanding that the strikes end. Whereas in America, there's only so long most of the public is willing to put up with it. Yeah. Yeah, maybe you got a good point there. Maybe he was hoping opinion would turn, but that that seems like a hell of a gamble, especially being that the uh, teachers union almost always wins here in Los Angeles. Yeah. I saw that happen a few years ago during the uh, supermarket strikes and lockouts. Um, I was dating a girl at the time who was a member of one of the unions and everybody supported them for the first like two or three months. And then it started to go to the middle of winter and people were tired, not crossing the picket line. And then they got pissed at the strikers. It happens every time. Yeah. Which sucks. But that's our culture. We've had years and years of indoctrination to be against labor. Yeah. And to and to be hyper individualistic, that it doesn't concern me. It's not my career. If you don't like it, get another job. Go to school. Don't go to school. You know, we we have that opinion that if it inconveniences me, your problems don't fucking matter. And if you feel inconvenienced by it, then you should get a different job and solve your own fucking issues. We have no class solidarity in this nation, which is why we are where we are. Yeah. Heading into yet another Gilded Age. Yep. So just remember, everyone, if you ever see a picket line, don't fucking cross it. Ever. Doesn't matter what it is. If people are protesting a business because they're workers, again, not because something else. But if there is a protest of workers over their business, it doesn't matter. Have some goddamn class solidarity and stick with them and do not cross picket lines. Oh, absolutely. And uh, I have uh, been inconvenienced by some pickets before, but yeah, you just, you can't do it. It's just... It's literally the bare minimum you can do to support them. Yeah. The, the, the ownership class will never side with us. They will never have our best interests in mind, ever. So only we have to. We have to protect us at every turn. So that's the good news in the world this week. Uh, it's actually not a bummer on the alt-left for once. Don't worry, I'm sure with the rise of fascism next week will be terrible too. Um, but we actually had a good one. It's nice. It's nice to see some strikes paying off. It's nice to see workers actually getting something in the world. So just remember to keep that fucking energy up and support it wherever you can. This is international. Even if you're not in France, if you're in the U.S. here, it doesn't matter. Support them. Cheer for them. Be happy about them. Uh, rail against large corporations trying to take away the fucking 30-second cat videos that bring you joy. And stand with the French, stand with teachers, and stand with working people all over the world. And always support strikes and always support the efforts of the working class. Yeah, absolutely. And until then, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And remember, the French Revolution is you.